uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to our regular Out Loud Cisco podcast. As we reach the end of the calendar year, there has been quite a bit of Cisco collaboration news for us to cover off. I was lucky enough to attend the Broadsoft Connections event a couple of weeks ago in Miami and at the same time, the Cisco Partner Summit was taking place in Las Vegas. Cisco announced various updates and released some new products, so there is lots to talk about as I am joined by my regular guest, and Cisco expert Jonathan George from Meeting Zone. Jonathan and I summarise the events for you and also examine all the latest product releases. Have a listen. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you this morning? I'm good, Patrick. Bit chilly down here today, I have to say. Last couple of days have been a bit chilly, but I, you know, you've been off in warmer climes. This is probably a real shock to your system, isn't it? Yeah, it, it actually did try to snow very briefly in Blackburn yesterday. And it's very, there's a massive contrast in between my, my usual working location, which is obviously Miami and Broadsoft Connections, and, and my drizzly cold home here in Blackburn. My heart is bleeding for you. Uh, you know, the, the fact that you've had to come back to that uh, that environment. But yeah, I, I guess, you know, I mean, we, that's probably what we should talk about today. And, you know, two big Cisco events that you know have happened recently obviously partner summit which is the the big partner conference that that Cisco hold yearly that was uh, in Las Vegas unfortunately I I wasn't there and then broadsoft connections in Miami which you were at I believe yes I was indeed it was a very nice event first time I've been to Miami which is as we were mentioning very warm very nice we, we should say that, that both of the events were taking place simultaneously which, which seems strange, but I think that was just a, a logistical side effect of the takeover in the fact that Broadsoft Connections was already organised the previous year before the Cisco takeover was confirmed. So the events took place at the same time. I'm pretty sure that won't happen again going forward. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, bizarrely, it was at last year's Broadsoft Connections, I think, that the Cisco acquisition news broke. You know, I could imagine that that, you know, that trend, because Broadsoft, obviously, you know, established brand, established channel, all of the, you know, that was their big, you know, yearly event. And it's like a turning a tanker, isn't it? I think, you know, to try and change that and, and say, OK, well, we've had this event for all that those years and now we're not going to do it. I think there's, but I think, as you say, that's probably going to be the last Broadsoft connections in that that form. You're absolutely right. And I, d- I did ask uh, Tom Pruer about that as well. And, and he said that probably that there will be a connections event going forward, but it'll be much more aligned within the collaboration business unit as a whole. So, so that'll be interesting to see how that how that looks next year and what the, what the format is, because the event for Broadsoft partners is still incredibly popular. So it will be interesting to see how how Cisco work that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that that Broadsoft piece gets sort of you know consumed into the into the cisco organization in fact i could probably turn the tables on you here and, and, and ask you so broadsoft connections patrick you know what what did they talk about there so the the big news from i think from from i think our perspective was was the announcement that that broad cloud calling was going to be made available as part of webex teams at the moment they only reviewed details that that was going to be available through six service providers in the united states but it is going to be rolled out to the rest of the regions that already have broad cloud calling during the end of this year and into early 2019. But they, they did stress that that was going to be through service providers at this point. So 
obviously from your perspective that gives webex teams potentially an additional functionality when it comes to that that calling potential yeah and we've been you know waiting for this for a while since that since the broadsoft acquisition was really obviously that you know the teams offering right now you know was the idea of of message meeting and calling but the calling piece you know unless you were had Im- implemented the hybrid calling functionality and linked that to sort of some on-prem Cisco telephony system, you know, CUCM. Th- there was no real cloud calling capability. There was a you know a limited service that was available in in the US. You know what we're hoping as a as a Cisco partner is obviously through that Broadsoft acquisition we get some way of offering that cloud calling, cloud PBX type capability to to our customers. You know, I think the the details of how that will be offered and and you know how they differentiate between the service providers and the resellers you know we're waiting to see you know how how that all pans out and and we're eagerly awaiting details um from Cisco around that together with the whole you know geographic expansion around okay you know US first generally and then you know EMEA and then APAC um you know generally follow on particularly with with telephony because of the whole you know series of issues around regulatory and and geographic restrictions and all of the other good stuff that goes on with with telephony type solutions there was no confirmation on exactly when it would be rolled out through the rest of the regions all we were told was that it was going to happen pretty quickly so the remainder of 2018 and obviously the event only finished a couple of weeks ago into early 2019 and i think you're right there was some speculation on what different partners whether those were service providers or resellers uh, and how that was going to work and whether the option for broadcast calling was going to be expanded for the reseller community and i think we were both speculating and that it does seem to make a bit of sense and it follows cisco's established model of their reseller base definitely in the uk and probably elsewhere yeah and and it comes down i think what it will ultimately come down to will be market segmentation it will be okay where you know what type of solution fits what type of customer you know the cloud a, a cloud calling proposition is is nothing new to cisco per se because obviously they you know they had their service provider partners build up hcs practices you know hosted collaboration service you know built on that that CUCM technology where the, the partner would take that and, and build a, an HCS service. So there are a number of service providers who, who offer HCS. And I think that that's still there, that's in place, that's you know, that's the high-end enterprise model. Um, I think with the the broad soft acquisition, the you know, the the, the distinction between broad works where you know the service provider would take the, the broad soft software, run it in their own data center, spin up their own service is very similar to that HCS proposition. But maybe the market segmentation is, you know, the step below enterprise and then broad cloud, which is the, you know, more the just the the cloud offering offered from within, you know, Broadsoft and their partners. Then that, I think, goes down into the the sort of SMB type space. And that's, you know, for a, for a partner like Meeting Zone, that's the sort of space that, that we're in. You know, we're very keen to be able to offer that type of cloud calling capability to our customer base. You know, the simplistic idea of, OK, we're just going to buy that as a service from the cloud. All we need to do is put phones on people's desks and plug them into the Internet. And we're, you know, we're effectively, you know, got that that whole cloud PBX PSTN. And then having that integrated into the team's proposition really enriches that that offering. So we're, 
you know, we're eagerly awaiting, I think, the details to see how that, that fits. It'll all fit under the, the flex plan umbrella that Cisco have, the idea that you can consume this service, you know, in whatever way makes sense, but the, the transactionality of the, the offer is, is, you know, much more simplified. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see what, what happens with that with the detail. But, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting sort of six to nine months as we see that, that fall out. Yeah, absolutely. And we're only speculating at the moment, but you, you would have thought that that is probably soon to come. There, there was a bit of discussion about portfolio rationalization in terms of certain product areas where there seems to be a bit of overlap. You mentioned HCS before. There was also talk of uh, UC1 and WebEx Teams and where the overlap is. And, and Cisco tried to fill in the blanks a bit in terms of with UC1 and WebEx that they would have a sort of unified back end, but the front ends could be potentially different, and it it, it would all overlap. In so th so there was a bit of there was a bit of discussion around how these different products are going to sit. And I think you're right; it, they they were going to do it in terms of market segmentation and size. So so that was quite interesting to hear, and I, I expect we'll hear more about that over the coming months. Yeah, and, and you know, Broadsoft as a as an acquisition, you know, had those those well broadsoft as a product rather had you know three elements it had uc1 which was the you know the 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 uc element it had team one which was the the sort of um you know team messaging type type client and then cc1 which was obviously the you know for the contact center so i think you know i'd be surprised to see those things remain separate and you know as it comes under that cisco umbrella i think you know what's clear looking at the whole you know webex teams is is absolutely here to stay and and will be the you know that that client i think and and probably as we transition this conversation into you know what happened at, at the other event the partner summit that was um, was going on in in vegas again you know watching that that was the first time us as a partner had heard from amy chang the new leader of the the collaboration business unit that took over from rowan and i think her themes were very much around this you know, how do we reduce complexity in terms of, of the, the offers and number of offers and options that I have out there? You almost need, you know, like a PhD in, in Cisco to be able to, to make sense of that. So how do, we, how do we try and reduce that complexity? How do we unify that experience? You know, what we were just talking about, you know, and that's not just, you know, limited to the broad soft acquisition. That's the whole thing about, okay, Teams and WebEx and Jabber and whether it's the cloud and on-prem and all of that sort of stuff. Because actually... At the end of the day, from a user perspective, nobody cares, right? The user just wants to have something that's going to work intuitively and seamlessly. And I don't really care what it's called as long as it does what I need it to do to get my job done. And then, the, you know, the third theme that she talked about was the whole interoperability. You know, it seems that every Cisco presentation that I see these days, you know, the phrase, you know, build bridges, not islands seems to be the 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 phrase that's that's led with. And And, and you know, it's good to see Cisco deliver on that you know, to talk about, okay, sure, you know, we've got this great meetings experience with WebEx, we've got the great teams experience with um, with WebEx teams. But of course, there are other solutions out there from Microsoft and from Google and from Apple. And, and how do we, how do we integrate the best parts of what we need to? So for those customers, so for example, you know, if you're a Microsoft Teams user, you can integrate the WebEx experience into the Teams environment. So that actually, you know, within the Teams environment, should you choose to do so, you can use WebEx for your your meeting experience because that's you know that's the experience you want to deliver your uh, to your customers. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to to hear Amy just reaffirm that as the direction that that Cisco are heading in. And and there was 
a lot more focus on collaboration at connections and we'll come on to a couple of the the sort of collaboration bits of, of product news but there, there was a lot more focus on collaboration one of the demos i did see which i thought was quite interesting was so amy chang her previous business was a company which i always find confusing when you say oh she came from a company <laughs> as, as if i don't know the name but they, they were called a company and that was it was sort of sophisticated business networking tool utilizing artificial intelligence and larissa horton from webex teams did it did a demo at connections where in a meeting there was some functionality of a company which brought up some information on other meeting participants which looked p potentially quite interesting yeah and she amy's presentation at partner summit she touched on that at the end i think you know ai and machine learning are, are things that are close to her heart given her you know her background with with a company and so i think we'll see that you know i don't think anyone in in this space at the moment you know can get away without talking around ai and, and ml i think the you know the proof of the pudding remains to be seen in terms of what does that actually deliver and the value that the real value that that it offers i think right now it's a it's a cool thing to talk about and a good thing to you know potentially demo as a, an early experience um, I think the jury's out in terms of, okay, you know, what's the market readiness for that? What's the desire for it? But, you know, I think you can see that in the future, it would be quite interesting that, you know, you're going to join a meeting with, with somebody and before you do so, you, you learn a little bit more about, you know, them and what they're doing and who they work for and the company performance and whatever it is, the data that actually helps then enrich that meeting experience because actually you're better informed about the company or the person that you're, you're talking to so and and amy made the point you know that was the glimpse into the future i don't think that's a you know an fy19 if we, we talk cisco financial years type thing i don't think we'll see much there other than you know early field trials and more stuff put out there for you know just really to to try and bring that vision to life no, you're absolutely right. And Cisco talk a lot about adding context to processes, and that, and that I suppose is just a, a further extension of that, adding adding context to to meetings. While we're talking about meetings, I think that the main news, which sort of simultaneously occurred at both connections and the and the partner summit, was mainly about about products in the space. So you've mentioned before to me uh, the the WebEx Share device, which was made generally available. And I got to have a look at that, and it, it looks pretty interesting. Effectively, it's a HDMI ad adapter that you plug into any screen, and from any WebEx application, whether that's your desktop or your mobile, you can stream content. So uh, sort of the Cisco line on it was make any screen a, co a collaboration space, which which has some potential. And, uh, and I think I mentioned in an article I written, you know, that the principle is well established in the consumer world with something like Apple TV. Yeah, and, and and you know the business world also, you know things like barcode click share and and other other products in that space. I think what's and it's not just Cisco that are talking about this at the moment. I think if you look at any of the collaboration vendors, a lot of people now are talking about huddle spaces. That's the you know that's the latest buzzword out there in terms of the you know if you think about the office environment, you know the the old style open plan office environment, you know cubes where people sitting in little partition boxes you know, is 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 rapidly becoming a thing of the past. And as as people look to how do they make their their workplaces more conducive to getting stuff done, agility, teams, you know, spinning up. So a lot of people are talking about huddle spaces, as I say, not just Cisco. 
you know, so so that word huddle space, I think you see, you know, going across the the collaboration industry right now. And and what Cisco have done with the, these recent announcements, I think that you know three really you know key announcements that that address that that space. So a the first thing is you got to look at the opportunity for huddle spaces, right? So they are, you know, and these are the idea of a huddle space is a you know five person or less type environment, not necessarily enclosed in a room. You know, it could be a you know, corners of 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 a of a of an open plan office. You know, but the idea is where people, you know, simply gather to get stuff done. So five or less people. They're talking about, you know, there's a huge number of of that type of room out there, or people are looking to to put those rooms. Yeah, you know, 25 million was the number I heard. You know, growing at 20 percent. Whether those figures are accurate or not, but the the point is that there's lots of spaces out there that. In those spaces, 48% have no technology at all, right? So they're just, you know, they might have a few bean bags and cool stuff that are, you know, sitting around, but actually no technology. And even the ones that do have technology, again, these are from, you know, some stats that Cisco produced, you know, 78% of the users are frustrated with the technology that they find in, in that space. So what Cisco are trying to do is, is saying, well, okay, look, we, we've, if you think of a huddle space what we're trying to do in that huddle space, there are three things potentially we're trying to do. We're trying to share content, we're trying to communicate, and potentially we're trying to co-create on, on you know, work on stuff together. So they've got three, you know, what, what we've seen is three announcements that address those three three areas. So the first one is, is the WebEx share that you just mentioned. The idea of, you know, it's that dongle that plugs into a bit of black screen, you plug it into the HDMI port and, and allows you to share in the way that you can share with the rest of the Cisco portfolio, the whole thing through proximity. You walk into the room, there's no wires or dongles or have I got the right HDMI connector or is that a mini USB or you know display port or whatever it is. It simply shares wirelessly and, and away you go. So it's, it's this common sharing experience. So it, you know you don't have to put fancy video kit in every room you could use the webex share in in and actually enable some of these other spaces so that's one you know one area if you think of the communicate piece then what cisco also came out with was this the new room kit variant which is the room kit mini again designed for this sort of five person or less space the key thing about this got some really smart stuff in in the hardware there that basically the the camera rather than have like an 83% field of view or an 83 degree sorry field of view it's got a 120 degree field of view which means that you know you can basically be very close to the camera and still see the people in the room and it's got some smart technology that normally you if you did that you'd end up with a fisheye effect and it's got some correction of that fisheye so it's still you know, so you don't end up as though you're looking at people sitting in a goldfish bowl, which is which is really cool. It does all of the other good stuff that that Cisco, you know, technology does, like intelligent framing, also all the analytics about people counts, so counting people in the room. So so you know the workplace function can know how how well these spaces are being being utilized. So some great stuff in there. And the one really big part of of what that room kit mini does is also allow usb pass through so what that means is that i can actually although it, that room kit mini works great with webex and webex teams and that's the use case that it's designed for i can actually plug in a laptop with a usb connection and i can use other collaboration services whether that be microsoft teams zoom 
you know any other collaboration technology but use the camera and speakers of the of that room kit mini to deliver that experience it's, it's almost as a way of of cisco to seed that hardware into into organizations who may not have yet gone down the webex teams or, or webex journey and then finally then there's the webex board 85 which is the big you know 85 inch version of the you know the webex board that we've, we've come to know and love uh, and you know it's bigger it's better there's some new exciting stuff coming you know coming down the the road for the whole webex board we've got this bigger version um i'll send you patrick and maybe we can share that with the the listeners when we, we post it the the cisco have, have really thought about the detail of that webex board 85 to the point that the packaging has got special wheels and casters to allow it to be transported up a up a lift you know we hear lots of stories as as these collaboration units get bigger and heavier you know you end up Back in the days of people now having to take windows out of offices and get cranes to look, you know, take this stuff up to the the, the floor, or, you know, up to the the twenty fifth floor or whatever it is of an office block, you know, Cisco have, have, have thought this through down to the pack of making the packaging easy to wheel around and put in lifts and and good stuff like that. So, three really I think exciting announcements, really a, a you know designed to address this huddle space opportunity. You've summarised that absolutely perfectly in terms, and I hadn't really thought of it like that about the the three products addressing the the three key areas. And I, I got to see all of the the bits of kit and have have a little play at, at connections. And I was talking to one of the, the the product developers at Cisco, and he was saying in terms of the the camera enabled hardware, so the, the Room Kit Mini and the boards, they, they've used they've chosen a standard chipset. And use those throughout. And and part of the reason that they selected that chipset was that it has a capability to do a lot of functionality around artificial intelligence. And and you were touching on some of this. And he said, I, I think already available, as you said, you can do monitoring to count how many people are in a meeting and how well the room is utilized. But they're also looking at developing solutions about being able to recognize what people are doing within a meeting. And I was quite concerned with that because obviously <laughs> as I fall asleep in a meeting, I don't particularly want that to be recognized. But that th those sorts of capabilities and adding enhancements for customers, and as you said, with the with the shipping and, and thinking about the, the packaging even that in, in that much more detail, it does show that Cisco are really trying to make every aspect of the product as useful and suitable and flexible as possible for customers. Yeah, and you raise a good point about the chipset. I think that you know that chipset, and you know, I, I seem to recall it was you know it's the same chipset that's used in sort of Google self-driving cars and all the rest of it. So, so what's good is that you know they're they're powering these devices with some intelligent power, you know, some some capability to do some some pretty heavy-duty processing in there, which as they get into more and more of the AI stuff is going to be increasingly important so it, it's sort of future proofing the devices i think is is really important you know the people count is the start cisco have been demoing for a while the idea of putting name tags under people so you know the the basically it does facial recognition great cool technology what's interesting is i think that the reason that it's taking the delay for that to be actually out in the market is the whole set of privacy issues that go along with that Right. In terms of, you know, you I'm, I might not want to be identified as Jonathan George sitting in this meeting. Right. So how can I how can I do that? The fact that technology can do it is great. But how do we then feed that into the people's concerns around privacy and security and all of that other good stuff? So but but it, at least it shows that 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 capability is uh, is there. So I think that's that's you know, that's a fantastic message. And the, and the Roomkit Mini, again, you know, has that that same chipset 
that um and what's great is that you know when you use it with the you know if you didn't use it with with the, the cisco webex and webex teams experience if you used it with with another thing you still get the benefit of all the analytics people count intelligent framing all of the other key stuff that's that, that's in there so you know it really does deliver a, a, a value solution you know not just and, and back to this whole bridges not islands okay here's a way of we can put in that room kit mini we're not forcing people to use that webex experience if if they don't want to if you get invited to a you know, another type of meeting, then you can still use that same room system that you've got. It's not, oh, okay, it's not a WebEx meeting, therefore I can't use this room or this huddle space. You can absolutely join the meeting. So I think that's, you know, that's really good from a user a user perspective. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That interoperability piece is is key. And and one of the things that I asked the, the Cisco guys when, when I was at the event about is, obviously the, the, the collaboration, meeting, huddle, all, all of the, the, the space is in, incredibly competitive. Uh, and what do they think is the, the main Cisco advantage? And I think both you and I will agree with what they said was that it's the completeness of their portfolio. So from enterprise software, right through to endpoints, and now they've got their headsets, you know, effectively Cisco are the only player that can compete in every space and, and they can offer a customer different functions and obviously their innovative solutions in each area so that, that's how they saw their advantage that, that they can target each of these areas rather than just a, a select segment of the technology stack yeah and, and and i think if you focus specifically around the huddle space opportunity then then obviously you know you could there, there are plenty of solutions out there where you could build a huddle space capability you know with a uh, you know an enhanced high-end webcam you know usb speakerphone you know ipad to control it some sort of you know operation control sort of you know mac mini or pc in the cupboard under the thing the, the so that you know that's absolutely possible and 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 you know a lot of people talk about the fact okay well hey you know you cisco are charging x for this i can build this system for y but actually when you look at what y is it's all these various components from various suppliers that okay you plug it together on day one and it works right once you've managed to get it all all working but the ongoing maintenance and looking after that and points of management control that you need from a customer point of view are crazy you know in terms of it's sort of like you know you can imagine okay in a room if you've got an ipad as the controller for that you know you're probably going to have to you know take some sort of kingston lock you know to lock that thing to the table because as much as we don't want to think it it's more likely going to go walking right because <laughs> somebody's going to go oh that's that's nice there's an ipad there i could do with one of those it's you've really got to look at the total Sure, you can build these things and plug all bits together, but the ongoing management and, and installation and maintenance of those things is, is a huge consideration. That might be great if you only got one room. What about if you've got 10 rooms, 20 rooms, 100 rooms, right? You then, the, that, that effort escalates dramatically. Yeah, the, the manageability piece is, is, is key for that. Well, I, th I think that's probably um, most of the news. Unfortunately, I don't have any more trips to exotic places for the rest of the year what, what about you any any trips anywhere no 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 trips planned for me but what i am looking forward to for my my christmas present from you patrick is 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 you've obviously you know surely collected a huge amount of cisco swag from your you know your various events so i'm, I'm looking forward to you packaging that up and and sending it my way 
I will absolutely, and I will ensure the packaging is is suitable for delivery with appropriate wheels when I send you an 85 inch screen. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely sort that out. I've I've got so many different manufacturers of backpacks. I don't know quite what I'm going to do with them all. There you go. That's that's your that's your Christmas present sorted. No longer need to buy from from Amazon. Brilliant. Oh well, Jonathan, as always, thank you so much for coming on and uh, and talking through all the news with me. Absolute pleasure, as always. I guess we, I don't know whether we'll do one before Christmas, but um, if we don't, oh, I wish you a Merry Christmas. Indeed, and if not, we'll speak to everyone in the new year. All right. Take care, Patrick. Thank you. As always, a big thanks to Jonathan for coming onto the podcast and giving me his insight, and also to Meeting Zone for sparing him to give me the inside track on all the latest Cisco collaboration news. If you want any more details on anything we discussed in the podcast, you can find that on our website at uctoday.com. I uploaded a couple of articles from my trip to the Broadsoft Connections event, which summarise all of the main announcements, and there's some extra details on the new products which we talked about like the webex share and room kit mini as jonathan mentioned we might not be back with another cisco specific update until the new year if there is any breaking news though we will definitely bring that to you if not have a great december and see you in 2019 thanks for listening